Okay, so my next guest is a radiologist, a nuclear medicine technologist, and has a Master of Business Administration. She also considers herself an avid world traveler, a bookworm, and a gamer. She is also the new Invector FC Adam Weight champ from Arlington, Texas. I'd like to welcome Jin Yu Fry. Hey, 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 this is Evolve WMMA. And I'm Shelly Devine, your host. Hi, Jin. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thanks. You don't look too black and blue there. I was expecting uh, to see was a little bit. It's starting to come out today. It's yeah, like a little green. bit under the yeah. eyes. <laughs> yeah, the, the the trials and tribulations of battle. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> the warrior scars. Oh my gosh, are you just getting back from the gym? Yes. Cool. So, how does it feel? Um, it feels great. Um, it's still kind of sinking in. So, uh, but it's been a, it's been a long journey. Um, and you know, I fought Ayaka for the title two years ago, and so. You know, I, I thought I'd be in this situation a lot sooner than two years. Um, it's been a lot happened in between that time and now, but, um, you know, good things come to those who wait and it's here now. Yeah. Awesome. I know you, I, I, I understand that after I listened to, um, the fight, the, uh, the announcers and you had been up, you've, you've had half of your career has been title fights <laughs> apparently, huh? Yeah. Those, uh, those five rounders are no joke. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. A long, a long, long, long fight. Um, so this, this is a little bit of a controversial fight and I, I know you're aware, um, uh, where most people were thinking that it was four to, you know, um, four rounds maybe that, um, Mina might've won and, and then the one round that you had run won. And I don't know if I'd say most people, yeah, I, I, well, I think it's kind of across, like, you know, like when on, on, on the, um, on the show or whatever on fight pass, that's what it appeared. Most people were kind of like, Oh, wow. You know, from, from what we could see from the audience, that's what I mean. You know, I, I think it was a very close fight. I think I did. I, you know, I would have given myself three rounds, like the, the 49, 46, um, you know, I, I wouldn't agree with that you know, 48, 47, I think is, um, a lot closer to what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think with a close fight, no matter who the victor is, you're going to have people in an uproar for either side. So had it gone the other way, you would have seen so many people like in an uproar that I didn't win. And, you know, i for as many people who are like, you know, upset and whatever, it was a robbery. Like I've had that many more people messaging me and I've had a whole you know, high profile fighters, high profile analysts, you know, messaging me and saying, you know what, I felt like the decision was correct because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was glad that the judges didn't award her for just wanting to hold you on the cage. It's one thing if you hold someone on the cage and you're busy and you're doing damage and you're hitting them with shots, but just to literally use all your energy to hold someone on a cage, um, isn't necessarily being that effective either. Yeah, it's an old, old uh, Randy Couture technique. <laughs> yeah, no? I, um, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. And, yeah. you know, frankly, it's, 
you know, it's such a subjective thing that, and it's like, it depends on what you value most in a fight, mm -hmm. what, what you think is more important. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, everybody's going to have their own opinion about it. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, the, the judges still awarded it to me. Right, exactly. Yeah, and the thing of it is, too, is not to let your fight go to the judges. So, you know, like uh, most, most, most fighters uh, from, from the gym that I, I, I kind of train on is like, you don't want it to, to go to the judges. You want to finish the fight. And, um, you know, for, for that, maybe not happening and leaving up the question, this was the next question I have. And I know I didn't mean to get right into this <laughs> right away. I'm sorry. I mean, like totally like slam me. All right, let's just get down and dirty here. Um, but I figure fight fans probably want to hear, you know, from you, what, what your thoughts are on it. Um, you know, when, when you're looking at this, I know right after the fight, um, um, you know, you were questioned and then, and then they went to, to Mina and she definitely, she said that she didn't want, you know, right after the fight, she didn't want a rematch, you know, kind of like why bother? And I just, I actually questioned her. I sent her a text just to, to find out, you know, what her feeling was and she would be up for a rematch. Is that something you would consider or how do you feel about that? you know, after like, you know, kind of what's in the news and what's been said about it, the fight and everything and, and how it kind of went. It was a really tough fight. You guys were both evenly matched. Um, what's your thought on that? Yeah. You know, if that's who, um, Shannon says that I need to fight and that's who I fight, you know, I, I don't, I don't really have a say in it. I really don't care who it yeah. is. Um, you know, I do what she tells me to do. And if they say, you know, Hey, we want to run this one back again, then, you know, I'm okay with that one too. Yeah. Awesome. That's I mean, that's good. That's the way to handle it, I think, too. So I was looking at your profile. I really didn't know too much about you. I, um, I, I was really um, wowed by um, your, your background. I mean, you're a radiologist and um, a nuclear medicine technologist. How cool is that? I mean, that's a lot of years of training. And then, too, you're, you have a master's in business administration. How did you get into fighting? <laughs> Um, you know, it just started out as a hobby, kind of a way to get in shape, just something new to try. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm just a super competitive person. So, um, you know, it kind of just grew from there. Mm -hmm. Do you, I mean, do you work in that field now or are you strictly in, in the, the fight game? Is that your career? Um, I, I still work part time. Like I'm a PRN. Um, you know, I might work one or two days a week. Um, I still take call like once a week or like one week a month for the hospital. You know, if somebody's on vacation or sick, you know, they give me a call and uh, I'll come in and work. Yeah. So um, what's your preference? Do you want to be like, you know, full, full, full-time fighter and, and um, uh, an influencer? Uh, yeah. You know, I definitely would much rather not have to get up, you know, at six or seven every morning and work at, you know, your typical nine to five um, you know, and work for somebody else. Whereas now I'm, I would say I'm more like my own boss. It's nice to be your own boss, right? I mean, you can kind of set your, set your pace a bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, you have a couple of dogs. I see, like, um, I was looking through, um, some of your pictures and you make a great wonder woman. <laughs> That I mean, like that was awesome, and and then some of the other ones. Do you cosplay or? Yeah, I've I've done it. You know, just about every every uh, 
probably every event for like mm-hmm. the last two and a half, two, three years. Um, you know, it just, it kind of breaks up the monotony. It's something fun to kind of look forward to, you know, the fans enjoy it. And I'm sure for the photographers working for Invicta, you know, it kind of breaks up the monotony for them as well, because you can only shoot, you know, the same five poses with like 20 people in a day. I'm sure that like by the end of the day, they're just like so numb. Right, right. I love yeah. your, your, your little dog. Is it Nano? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, do you have two, more than one dog? Because I saw another picture of you with another dog. Um, I do. We, we um, earlier in the year, we rescued a uh, Belgian Malinois. Oh, wow. He's a, uh, he's a two-year-old. Um, he's, he's a handful, but he's a lot of fun. He's a good dog. Uh, but Nano, I've had her since I was like 18. She's like going on, you know, going on 15. Uh-huh. And uh, so she's been with me, you know, forever. Yeah, the, the photos are adorable with her in them. I'm like, oh my gosh, such a cute dog. Um, so uh, with the cosplay, what was your favorite costume that you, you uh, kind of wore so far? Uh, you know, I think this one's probably been the biggest hit. Um, the very first one I did was Chun-Li. And, that, you know, that one was pretty good. But um, this one, I actually, you know, spent a you know, decent amount of money and got like a really good quality costume. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, was, it was a hit. I liked it. Yeah, it, it looks really good. I, I thought it was great. I was like, wow, she could actually be. <laughs> oh, I, I actually had some people um, like contact me and were like, hey, could you do my daughter's birthday party? <laughs> yeah, right. I believe yeah, it. Sure. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. You'll, you'll probably be getting some studio calls too for like, you know, a double or something. <laughs> you know? Hey, if they're willing to pay. Yeah, right. You have to have a good manager too, I bet, <laughs> to yep. make a deal, wheel a deal. Yep. <laughs> that's very cool. Yeah, so that's really cool that Invicta does that. Um, so I wanted to know, I know I, you know, I interviewed Mina a while back and um, a few weeks ago before the fight and um, was hoping to get you on too prior to, but um, one of the things that I noticed was on your record, I mean, you, you had a really tough fight and you haven't, you haven't been in the cage since I think January or December of 2017. Right. So it was like a little while. So did you feel a little like coming off of a loss and it was a tough loss, um, against, um, Oh, who was it? He, he, uh, Hatsu, yeah. Hatsui. Um, how, how did you feel? Were you like at, at all kind of like, you know, okay, a little nervous about it, getting no, into the cage this time? No, not really. I mean, it's um, the nature of what we do. Mm-hmm. It can happen. Um, you know, obviously I was upset about it at the time, but, you know, I've kind of come to terms with it. And mm. um, even after that happened, it wasn't ever like quitting, fighting ever entered my mind. It wasn't like, oh my God, that happened. I don't ever want to fight again, or that's too dangerous, or I'm scared it's going to happen again. It was more like, okay, get back to the grind. I I mean, the next week I was like back in the gym and it's like, okay, we make sure this never happens again. Yeah. I just, I mean, I just interviewed um, a woman that actually knocked uh, another girl out um, during a Muay Thai fight about two weeks ago. And, and it was her first, you know, being able to knock somebody out. But I'm like, I can't imagine what it must feel like, you know, when you get kind of knocked out that quickly and, and how you kind of mentally recover from, from that. I, I, I'm often, I don't have the opportunity to really ask too many people. And I, I guess that's why I'm asking you. It was like, 
what was it like to come out of that and then realize that you're not um, where you thought you were in that fight? And I mean, does it, does it throw you off? Were you aware of what happened or were you? I, I was, of- and you know, I was, um, the way I felt like my arm was kind of trapped underneath me. So it was kind of taking a little bit of wiggling to get the arm out. And, you know, I actually felt like I was like, had my bearings back by the time that it was stopped. Um, so, you know, I do, I, I, you know, I wish I would have had a little bit more time um, mm. to work, but you know, you can't really blame the ref because he's no, yeah. what he thinks he can. But, you know, I, I've been on both sides of the coin. I've iced people. And yeah. then, you know, this time I got put on my butt. And like I said, this is, this is what we do. We're not in here baking cakes. Um, this is sport. <laughs> these are these are the risks that we take. And I know so well every time I step in there yeah. that it's a real risk. Yeah. And you know, I've come to terms with that. Yeah. And where you're a radiologist and you kinda I mean, you do CAT scans and MRIs, is that correct? Or just nuclear medicine. Okay. So what does that involve? Um injecting people with like radioactive tracers and uh doing diagnostic testing for, you know, various various body parts um cardiology is like a big part of it okay cardiology part so we do a lot of stress testing and that sort of thing for hearts yeah so i was just i i didn't i didn't know the extent of it and how it was you know like with concussions or anything like that after you have uh, a knockout i didn't know if you knew anything medically about that or if you were concerned too knowing what you know um because you are in the medical industry um you know were you at all kind of like, oh, okay, how does this affect my my brain uh, being knocked out? Well, I um, it I wasn't like completely out, like mm-hmm. so I, you know that that wasn't like you know I've seen people like be completely out and be out for like one or two minutes. Now that gets mm-hmm. pretty scary. Like mm-hmm. I was pretty, I was like stunned for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know I felt you know, with that situation, that's a little bit better situation than being completely out. But also like, I know these symptoms of concussions, like I didn't have any issues with remembering anything or knowing where I'm at, my balance, not feeling nauseous, anything like that. Um, so I wasn't too worried about it. I've had a brain MRI before and it was fine. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's, it's like every, anything you do can be dangerous. You know, I can yeah. get in, driving a car is dangerous. And especially the way people drive around the Metroplex, that is freaking dangerous. You know what I mean? But I still get in my car and I still do it every day. And you see mm-hmm. people dying every day in horrific accidents. It's yeah. inherently dangerous, but you know, so you just have to pick and choose, you know, what you're willing to suffer for, or what you're willing to risk. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yes, people are like, Oh, that's dangerous. You're taking all kinds of head trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's plenty of things eating, eating processed refined sugars and, you know, having a bad diet is dangerous because, you know, that can lead to issues, but people still do it every day. Right. Um, you know, so I don't, for me, I don't see it as being much different than, you know, taking poor care of yourself. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you took a, a little bit of damage from, from your recent fight. Um, you have like, you know, little, you got like yeah, little raccoon eyes. <laughs> and then I noticed, uh, you had posted, did you get a cut on the top of the head too from elbows or what was that? Yeah. So I, like, I don't even remember it happening. Yeah. Um, I, you know, and then like, but my husband was like, yeah, in one of the rounds, there was like a little bit of blood. Mm. Um, you know, I think it, yeah, maybe just caught, caught an errant elbow or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. back, back towards here somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I don't, it yeah. wasn't even like, it wasn't bad enough to stitch or anything. They were just like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm 
Oh, cool. Well, that's good. You didn't have to have some dirt on it. It'll be all right. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Do you have stitches? But I, 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 I guess the reason why I asked is because you did post, um, uh, like what the warrior is all about. Like, you know, being a female warrior, you want to get in the cage. This is what you got to contend with. And you had these night, like all these photos of what the aftermath is, which I thought was really kind of cool that you did show that. So people could see what you as a fighter contend with prior to all the, you know, fight week, all the training prior to the sacrifices that you make. And then, you know, going in, you win the belt, then coming out of it, some of the flack, you know, the, 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 uh, the post media stuff. And then to all the physical stuff that you go through as well as the joy of it and, and, and reaching your goal, reaching your, um, you know, what you had set out to do. So this is a, a lot that goes into this. And yeah, I think there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that people don't realize. Um, you know, all, all the, all the work that you put in, the beating yeah. that you take, the cutting the weight, you know, the, the mental aspect of it, you know, the, um, the verbal abuse, <laughs> you know, you get from, you know, tons of internet people. It's like, yeah. even when you do great, even when you have this yeah. like fantastic performance, you're still going to have people who, you know, don't think it was great or still think you suck. Or, you know, there's so many people out there that just want to say hateful things. Like, they're like, I'm on the internet. Nobody's ever going to see my face. Nobody's ever going to know who I am. Mm. I can just say the most ugly, hateful, most hurtful things that I can to another person just because mm. it makes me feel good or whatever. Mm. Um, you know, like I remember seeing like Tatiana Suarez, um, you know, she, you know, she finished Alexa Grasso in like, I don't know, two minutes of the first round. Like she had a really great performance, like did everything like perfect. And she was posting that somebody was just tearing into her telling her how she was like such a horrible fighter and they hope that she gets knocked out and you know I even had somebody send me a message like I hope you get knocked out like okay cool um you know you mm -hmm. seem really upset about something that's pretty inconsequential to your life and um, mm -hmm. maybe you need a therapist <laughs> <laughs> maybe you need more to work on in your own personal life um if you're getting you know that upset about my personal life yeah yeah it's, exactly it's, it's crazy you know for every like 10 positive messages you get you know you'll probably have two or three really hateful or really weird you know messages come in and you just have to get to where you, you know you ignore those you let those roll off your back mm. because these people are nobody and they're they have no effect on yeah. what it is you do yeah I, I mean, for some, for some people, it might bother. I mean, in, in the early stages of when you were building your career and that you would come up across that, did, did it like hurt? Like when, when you would get that kind of a response from, from fans? Yeah, kind of, you know, it's like you said, early, early on, it's like, you know, you kind of start building momentum and you're like, Oh, what are people saying about me? Like, what do they think? Um, and then you see that and you're like, wow, you know, I try really hard and, you know, I'm, putting it out there and risking my health. And then, you know, all people can talk about is, you know, if they think I'm attractive or, you know, that they think I'm just some bum off the street. Um, but, you know, you have to learn to really just ignore all that and take it with a grain of salt. Um, mm -hmm. Cause again, you know, most of these, a lot of these people know zero or just don't know anything about fighting. You know, they've never been there. They've never been in a gym. They've never seen, really what it takes they have no understanding of everything that goes into it mm -hmm. and you know at the end of the day like one person's opinion just really doesn't matter like I have plenty of opinions about things 
Um, you know, I don't get on the internet and voice them and, you know, try to break people down, but mm-hmm. not everybody has those kind of manners. So. Yeah. Right. I, I know. I hear you. I've seen a lot over the years of, of uh, some things that have been said and not said and very threatening things that have been said to uh, women, uh, female fighters, um, you know, over the internet. But years ago, even before we had the internet, there were actresses that were, you know, fans would be standing outside their house and then trying to harm them, you know, physically. And do you find that it, 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 um, do you come across it? Do you hear guys ever kind of saying, oh, this is what I have going on here, you know, trolling or any of that? Or do you think it's more, you know, attractive female you know, females that are in, in the spotlight or, um, you know, I have male training partners and, you know, I, they don't talk about it much. And I think maybe just cause they're like, I don't give a shit, whatever. Mm. Um, you know, but I don't know if they get like threatening messages, but you know, there's, there's plenty of trolls out there. And I know that they talk about like, you know, they talk about the guys just as much. And, mm. you know, I have, um, a training partner and he took a last minute fight and you know he didn't come out with a victory and you know people were just like trashing him like Mm. it's like this guy took the fight on like seven days notice and he cut like 20 something pounds in like two or three days you know and he took on you know one of the top um one of the top guys in his weight class in the ufc at people i mean you know 10 maybe 10 people had turned down that fight and he Mm. took it you know Mm. so that speaks a lot for you know his mental strength and you know for people just to be like oh like i look like shit and you know whatever it's like Mm. you know those those opinions don't matter because you know what he's still in the ufc and he just had a a victory recently and nice you know again it's like these people it's easy for them to sit and judge you know at home behind their computer or whatever yeah Yeah. anonymously (laughs) yeah so (laughs) you know until somebody has like the courage to come up and say it to your face then you know i wouldn't worry about it Mm. So um, what would you, could you share a, a personal habit or a daily routine that contributes to your success? Um, you know, just recently I've kind of got into a little bit of like bullet journaling. Um, and usually it's in the morning, like while I'm drinking coffee and trying to wake up, but it kind of helps me focus on what I need to get done, you know, during the day it helps me because I just, you know, sometimes have just a ton of stuff happening and, mm-hmm. um, you know, just being tired from training, especially when I'm in bike camp. So it kind of mm-hmm. helps me focus um, on what I need to do, things that I want to get done, things maybe that I want to focus on in training. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, can yeah, you describe the process of a of bullet? Jur- I've never heard that term before. Bullet journaling. Um, well, it, I it's kind of like people get really creative with it and make all kinds of lists and it's kind of like a more artistic journaling. They draw pictures like mine's not, you know, near like that, but, um, you know, it's, I call it bullet journaling. Maybe it's just journaling. I don't know. Anyways, I like that. It's a good term. It's it's sitting, um, you know, and just making bullet points about what's important for that day or what I need to get done, you know, errand wise, or, you know, like I said, in training things that I want to focus on, Mm-hmm. Um, getting done, maybe in sparring or mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing. Do you meditate at all, or? Um, I don't. I I want to try to get into that, but yeah. um, I just tend to you know fall asleep. 
<laughs> a lot of people do. Know, is that, med- is that meditating? Well, you know, you're tired. So you can kind of like set up a meditation and if it's for one second and you're you know, out snoring Z's, you're fine, you know? But um, I think, I, I don't know if it was you, but I'm, I'm thinking it was you that sometime, um, one time somebody asked you a question about visualization prior to a fight or if you did any of that, kind of like, you know, Olympic athletes do visualizations. And I think your comment might've been, you can correct me if I'm wrong, that no, you don't do it because it doesn't typically turn out the way you visualized it. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, I don't know if there's like a secret to it, and I haven't found it yet. But I'm like, you know, I visualize, you know, so many things, and I'm like, well, not a single one of those things happened. So not uh, the way I planned it. <laughs> I don't think it typically ever goes the way you exactly plan it. But the outcome—that's that—that's what it, you know. The outcome is like what you're looking for. The outcome. Okay. Well, I visualize myself winning, but in all the ways that I thought I was going to win, you know, that. That was, it wasn't going the distance and that sort of thing. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's funny. All right. So um, let me see. Oh, ha- has there been, uh, can you share a story on your journey in, in say martial arts when you experienced an aha moment of realization? Um, you know, I, I, I didn't wrestle in high school. I didn't wrestle in college. And it was something that I picked up much, much later in life. And um, something that I really started to focus on a couple of years ago. Um, and so I'd never, but I still had never really done it in a fight. It's just, it's, it's so different, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you may drill something a million times, but actually like implementing it into a fight, it's kind of scary. Um, and so when I finally started to implement it in my fights, um, it, it was kind of like an aha moment. I'm like, oh, this is so much easier this way. And I'm, and, you know, trusting, trusting in my skill and trusting in the hours of drilling and Mm -hmm. the time that I put in, you know, at, in college wrestling rooms and high school wrestling rooms and at wrestling clubs, um, and just being able to finally trust in, trust in my ability. So did you start out in wrestling or did you start out with stand up? Um, standing. Yeah. And then you got into wrestling and then mm-hmm. now you've put them together and it's taken yeah. you a while to put them together, but you still had the background. Um, well, I wouldn't say I had the background, you know, that was something I started focusing on, you know, three, four years ago. Okay. And I've, I've been training and training and just drilling and, you know, still, and it only showed up in, you know, one or two fights ago. Um, mm-hmm. even though I had that in my back pocket, I knew how to do it. Um, I finally just put the bullet and said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to shoot. Um, it's, it's scary being out in that space and just shooting out in space. But I was like, you know what, yeah. I've done this thousands and thousands and thousands of times. I'm just going to change my level and shoot. And, oh, cool. and it worked. And then it was like, Hey, just trust in the process. Yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, that's good. It's kind of funny when you when you end up trying something new, when you're under that kind of pressure, Yeah. you know, it's like, a, yeah. It's hard to commit. Yeah. For sure, definitely. Um, do you have a story of a time in your journey where you experienced um, failure, and what did you learn from it? Um, yeah, sure. Like in December, you know, that was that was a hard loss for me um, because you know nobody nobody wants to get stopped, nobody wants to get TKO'd, and that was like kind of a worst fear for me. Like, what would I? I always just thought like, what would I do if that happened? Like, it would just be so devastating. Like, would I even still want to fight? Like, Mm. I would just be so humiliated. It would just, 
Um, and, and then it happened, you know, and it was a pretty high profile fight and it was for a title over in Korea. And, mm. you know, granted it was against, you know, arguably the best, one of the best Adam whites in the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she had three times the experience as me, yeah. but, um, I, you know, I still thought, I still do think I could beat her actually. Mm. Um, you know, I'm sure people are like, you're crazy, obviously, you know, look what happened, but, um, you know. mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's like, you know, I thought it was a fluke and, um, I still think I have the better skill set, but, you know, anyways, um, I digress. The point <laughs> is like, I, you know, suffered failure and, um, I just thought it would, I mean, it was humiliating and it was terrible. I'm not going to say I was happy about it, but, mm. um, you know, I just realized that it happened and it's, it's okay. It, you know, I still have my health. I was still able to pick myself up and walk out of that. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, it was bad, but it wasn't. I mean, in the whole spectrum of things, like there could be much, 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 much worse things happening. And if losing a fight is like the worst day of my life, then I have a pretty good life. And so, you know, it happened and I survived and it's okay. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't have to be afraid of it. And it's kind of just another piece of my armor now. Oh, cool. Because, you know, it's one more thing that didn't stop me. Yeah. And yeah, because you came off of that and then you went into a title fight like seven months later. That's huge. I was like, wow, that's really huge to come off psychologically. I mean, right. you know, to come off of something like that and then come into the cage again and fight a very tough opponent who was on a winning streak and, and, then, and then coming out successful. So it's like, wow, that's, that's huge. I know one of the guys, um, well, some of the trainers at our gym, uh, when, when uh, guys would get knocked out, he, he would tell them, he's like, why are you worried about it? Nobody, you know, the humiliation thing, it's like, you don't know what's going on. It's like you get knocked out, you're down, the fight's over, you can get up, you can go home. <laughs> it's like, you know, he would, he would just put this spin on it. And I'm like, I don't know if they actually feel like that when that happens, you know, because you, you kind of like get black, that blacked out or something. But I just thought it was his, his perspective was just hilarious. I'm like, oh my word. But I don't know. I digress. <laughs> so, um, who, uh, who would you say has played a meaningful role in your life's journey and influenced you in a positive way? Um, I don't know. I didn't have a lot of role models growing up. Um, I kind of had a rough childhood growing up and I did a lot of it, um, you know, kind of on my own. I didn't have parents really to fall back on. Mm -hmm. or anyone to help me out if I needed to. Um, So I really had to rely on myself. And um, I knew from kind of an early age that, you know, I get one shot at this. There's no, there's no screwing up. There's nobody to bail you out. Like Mm -hmm. you screw up and you're stuck there. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's sink or swim. Um, You know, you succeed or you don't. And um, I don't know. So has that made you, uh, do you think that, you know, your, your tough um, early, ch- early childhood or maybe lack of childhood because you had, to, it sounds like you had to be pretty responsible for yourself. Uh, do you think that kind of, um, you know, pushed you into the martial arts, pushed you into that kind of, um, you know, atmosphere where, you know, wasn't typically, you know, for women? On, no, I don't think so. Um, you know, I found martial arts a lot later. Um, in life, like after I'd already graduated college and stuff, mm-hmm. but um, I do think it helped, you know, shape my, um, you know, my mentality. Um, having having a strong work ethic and, you know, just not cracking under pressure, um, mm-hmm. just because I'm like, 
you know, at the end of the day, fighting is a scary thing, but I'm like, if life can't break you, then, you know, what's a 15 or 25 minute fight going to do? Yeah, exactly. It's like a little workout, right? <laughs> a little tougher workout, but a little workout. <laughs> maybe it hurts a little more, but yeah. Yeah, it definitely hurts more. <laughs> what are maybe three um, things that you do that are essential to the success um, in leading an empowered life? Um, first of all, I think, um, you know, I think having a strong work ethics, super important. It's like, nothing's going to happen without you putting in the work. Nothing's just going to fall into your lap. Um, and it's a lot more, um, enjoyable when you do accomplish your goals, knowing that you've put in so much work, you've put so much into it. Um, so when you do, it, it feels great. So, you know, for sure having like a really strong work ethics, important, you know, being confident in yourself and believing in yourself, but also, um, surrounding yourself with the right people. Um, mm. you know, you need a strong support system. You need people who are, um, you know, just hungry for success themselves. Like, mm -hmm. you know, if you're hanging around with people who are lazy or, you know, so just how lazy. did you, how did you know to find that? Like when you were younger, if you didn't have like, you know, your family teaching you that, how did you find that? in yourself or, you know, did you just happen to have a friend that, you know, was a great, you know, kind of help put you in the right direction, so to speak? Um, I don't, you know, I think I just kind of looked out and I think it was something that I kind of figured out on my own. So when I was like in high school, like I hung out with a lot of older people who were, you know, not in high school anymore and mm -hmm. they were so cool and they had nice cars and, this and that and you know hung out with them for a long time and um it's like at one day I finally was just like these people are so cool but I mean they're like 25 27 they still live at home with their parents like what's going on with this mm -hmm. you know do these people not like I don't know want to do anything with their lives or are they going to live at home with their parents forever and let their parents you know foot the bill for everything mm -hmm. um and like at one for for whatever reason like one day that just finally stood out to me and I was like you know mm -hmm. I I'm not like them because I can't just do that like my mm -hmm. parents aren't around I can't live with my mom until I'm 27 or 28 and she pays my car payment and she pays my rent and then I'm just you know mm -hmm. hanging out being cool um I was like I I don't have that like I have to get out I you know I need to get my ass in college I need to figure something out and you know find a way to make a living for myself because um, this is where I'm different from these people. Mm. How did you manage that? How did you manage your college education on your own? Um, so I, I did really well in high school. Like, even though I had like a hard upbringing, like I, I was always a good student and, um, I ended up getting like a ton of scholarships. Um, I went to a community college first where, I mean, I think the tuition was like 40 or $50 per credit hour. So it was super cheap. Wow. Um, you know, I think maybe my whole college education may have cost like $3,500 for my associate's degree or something. Lucky yeah. you. Wow. Um, and you know, a lot of that was paid through like Pell Grants. And then, um, you know, I had like seven or $8,000 worth of scholarships, um, right out of high school. And, um, so, you know, I was a good steward with my money and, you know, uh, paid off my card and paid for myself to go to school. And then, you know, I finished and I had a degree in nuclear medicine and, you know, right out of school was making, I don't know, 70, 80,000 a year, um, off two year degree. So, um, yeah. 
that's so pretty good. Made some good decisions back there somewhere. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'd say you did. I well, most often when I'm interviewing uh, fighters, they they don't have that kind of background, and they're just relying. Well, they're not relying on being a fighter because they know it's a, you know, a finite kind of um, you know career, and you know, for somebody that has that background, but then, um, you know, you're looking at what you're creating right now and how do you see yourself like business wise in the next, you know, maybe few years, do you still see yourself as a fighter? I mean, I know you'll be defending your title. Um, but you know, how long do you think you'll, you'll be doing this and then what will be next for you? Do you think? Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to, keep fighting as long as I can. Um, you know, when I start noticing that my body can't keep up or maybe that I'm just getting really injury prone, um, you know, knock on wood, I haven't had any real serious injuries except for breaking my hand. Um, you know, but you know, nothing with my knees, nothing with my back, nothing with my neck, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm um, I've not had any of those injuries and I'd like to get out, you know, before anything like that happens. But, Mm -hmm. you know, as long as I can still keep up and it doesn't feel just too much like work, um, you know, I'd like to keep fighting. Um, obviously I'd like to, you know, some, somehow brand myself or, you know, set up, set up some sort of passive resident revenue streams, you know, to help, you know, with, with the fighting. But, um, you know, when I'm done, I'd like to figure out a way maybe that I don't have to go back to your typical nine to five and, you know, jump back in that corporate rat race. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I haven't figured out what I'm going to do yet, but you mm-hmm. know, maybe it'll come to me. Oh, I'm sure you're in this, this world. I'm sure there'll be some sort of opportunity in, in, in this environment of being in uh, mixed martial arts or, um, there's so many things. And I think you probably help people in a different way that you probably aren't thinking of right now, but as you move on in your fight career, something will probably turn up. I bet. Who knows? Maybe I'll be a commentator for Invicta because they might need some new ones. (laughs) yeah yeah maybe (laughs) they definitely they would definitely sway in the crowd (laughs) for sure depending but you know what they're they're coming from um different perspective on on fights and they do they do know stuff i mean um uh you know they they they, they've been in the in the cage before so um yeah one of them <laughs> but yeah i mean everybody's entitled to their own opinion and yeah you know if they yeah know that. yeah and there's plenty of people that feel the opposite so yeah exactly exactly so we'll see how it goes too with that i mean like you, you got you 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 have the title and love it while you have it and and enjoy it and you know suck up all the attention good and bad i mean that's that's the best part of it and and it draws more attention to yourself so you're just gaining more attention you're getting all of it like you're getting like the yeah, good and like, the bad when you put yourself out there you know you can't help but get negative responses too you know yeah. you put yourself out there in the public eye there's always going to be positives but there's always going to be someone who has who finds something negative you know yeah. to say about absolutely absolutely it's just it comes with the territory totally for sure so um let me see there was um i just want to look over there was some other things on here that i don't want to miss because i'm like there's just such an interesting person (laughs) i was like wow this girl's got some stuff going on um what would you say uh, was one of your toughest fights and you know not not your last knock the one, you know, the, that one, but like another one that was really tough, you know, to get through. 
you know, this one was tough because I, like, I knew I had lost that first round. And so like coming out and immediately losing the first round, you know, that's another thing that's hard to overcome. And, you know, it kind of caught me, her strength caught me by surprise. I was, I was surprised that she was as strong as she was and was able just to hold me there. Mm. And, um, you know, and then she tried to employ it in the second round and, you know, I really had to overcome, you know, being down, um, Mm. And say no. This, you know, I I've put too much work into this. Um, this is my night. This is my card. This is my time to win this belt. Like I'm not going to let her take it from you. Take me. <laughs> take it from me. Yeah. Yeah. What was your greatest challenge with dealing with fear? And and how did you overcome it? Um, I always think that a healthy amount of fear, uh, or a little bit of fear, is healthy. Um too much fear and you're paralyzed, not enough fear and you're arrogant. Um, you know, I feel like a, a small amount keeps you kind of primed and ready. Um, but I feel like you miss out on so many things in life um, by letting fear dictate what you do. So you, you can't live your life in fear. Um, and a lot of times some of the greatest things in your life happen outside of your comfort zone. And if you let fear keep you in your comfort zone, then you'll never get to experience those things. You know, I never could have won the title if I didn't try to win it. But it's a scary thing going out there because, you know, anything can happen. I can, I can get knocked out. I can lose. I can, you know, I can put all this work in and still get beaten. You know, it's, it's a scary thing, but I also can't win it if I don't try. That was great. That was really great. That's inspiring. That deep. Yeah. Yeah. That, no, I love that stuff. It's like so good. Like, uh, when, when, uh, cause you know, like you're, you're actually living that you're putting yourself, you're confronting fear, like just stepping in the cage, you're confronting your, your own fears by stepping and just having one other, other opponent, you're relying on yourself. Yeah. There's a referee in the cage, but it's just you and this other opponent that wants to tear you to smithereens. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a terrifying thing. You know, you have another mm. person who's an elite level athlete who wants nothing but to do bodily injury to you. <laughs> yeah. Terrifying. And not only that, everybody's watching. Yeah. You know? yeah. And it's like, it's, it's horribly terrifying, but you know, you still have to get in there and do what needs to be done. So what's the love part about it? Like, I mean, I know you, you put yourself in that, but there's gotta be some like, you know, I freaking love this. I'm a psycho, but I, you know, like to get it. I mean, do you feel like that a little bit? You know, like um, to be able to do that. I, I enjoy challenging myself. Mm-hmm. I, you know, even when I'm not training for a fight or whatever, like I'm doing physically challenging things. Like we go on vacation, like um, last last year we did the Tour de Mont Blanc and it's 108 miles to the Swiss, um, French and Italian Alps. And, oh, and so um, we trekked that with, you know, 25 pound packs over the course of a week. Just, you know, I like physically challenging, physically demanding things um, to test myself. And, you know, anytime we go anywhere, we're climbing a mountain or we're doing some like long distance trek or just something that's physically hard that most people would be like, no, I don't want to do that. Mm. Um, just because I, I, I see the most growth in myself when I challenge myself. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it feels incredible when you do something that most people are like, oh, I don't want to do that. That looks like it sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and you do it and maybe you suffer a little bit during the process, but when you mm-hmm. finally get to the top, you just feel incredible and you just, you feel unstoppable. It's like, okay, I did that. Now what's the next thing I can do? What's, mm-hmm. what's the next thing that people, most people can't do that I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. 
And so like fighting is the same. It's like, it doesn't really even matter who the person is across from me. It's more, the fight is more about challenging myself. Like how far can I push myself? How, how much further can I go than what I feel like I physically can? Um, mm -hmm. How much mentally stronger can I be by pushing mm -hmm. myself beyond boundaries that I feel like I have? Mm. Yeah. And, and physically, like um, when you're like, I know say in fight camp, um, you get pushed to the brink of exhaustion, you know, like, do you, do you, you're, you're put in like a shark tank and, and you have like fresh opponents coming in beating the shit out of you and you're trying to yeah. maintain until you're at your weakest point. Um, what goes on in your head during that? Like, what, what do you think of to keep you fighting and to keep you, you know, not giving up? Um, I try to like not think too far ahead. It's just like, okay, step one is get up or step one is get out of this position. Um, you know, and then, and then just one step at a time because you can't just say, Oh my God, I've got, I've got three rounds left and I'm already so tired. It's just step one. Mm -hmm. One step you know? at a time, like one day at a time, if you know, somebody was ill or sick or something like that. Yeah, and they you, have to... you, you'll just get to beat down thinking about the long journey ahead it's like mm -hmm. just one one thing at a time mm -hmm. that's that's wise <laughs> that's wise that's definitely wise um how do you see yourself as a role model for young women or girls coming up um you know i hope i hope to be a good role model you know i try to try to be articulate i try to speak well i try to um, emphasize the importance of education um, you know, those sorts of things, just because, you know, you can't rely on fighting professionally to make your career. You never know what's going to happen. Um, it's good, good to have an ed education. Um, it's good to have something to fall back on for yourself, but you know, I hope I uphold myself in a professional manner. I try to think about those things, you know, before I tweet things or say things. Um, you know, I try oh, to I got, I got like a little thing that I saw that you wrote. I was like, Oh, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, are you holding oh. your nose? Okay. <laughs> yeah, can I say? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. And, you know, I was like, do I say something about it or not? And I was like, you know what? I feel like it was intentional. I'm, I'm not going to just bash her for it, but I will, I will mention it. I will bring it up. Wow, because I, I was like, when I read it, I was like, oh, wow, wow. This, um, I'm not showering for a week. So that my body odor makes my opponent gag tactic. It's called the stink tactic. Now I've heard of this before, like fighter, not fighters. Well, maybe some fighters doing it, but like, like I'd heard of it and I was like, surely nobody does that. Surely nobody does that. But, um, you know, earlier in the week when I had got there, there was another camp and they were like, oh my God, we were in the workout room with her earlier. And they were like, she stunk the entire room up. Like we left. And yeah. I mean, I'm hearing from other camps like earlier in the week about this. So I'm like, okay, okay. Um, and then actually the housekeeping girls came through and, you know, they were super friendly and I'm just kind of chatting with them while they're mm -hmm. um, changing out our bed linens and stuff. And I ended up giving them my comp tickets because um, I didn't have anybody else coming to the fight. Mm -hmm. And um, they, they mentioned, they were like, we just came because they were like, you're on the poster, right? And I was like, yeah, that's mm -hmm. me. And they were like, we just came from the other girls room who's on the poster, which would be Mina. And, mm. you know, they had a lot to say about how gross and how bad her room was. So I'm even hearing from housekeeping. Wow. And this is like two or three days before the fight. And then come fight night, um, 
there was only one restroom in the back and I went to the bathroom and um, she, I, I didn't realize it, but you know, she was coming out as I was coming in. Mm -hmm. And when I walked in there, I was like, Oh my God, like, this is bad. <laughs> wow. And, and, we, and we rode, um, afterwards it was kind of awkward, but we both had to take the same shuttle back to the hotel room, um, or the hotel. And she stunk up the entire shuttle. And like me and my whole team were just sitting there like, dear God, how long is this ride going to last? Um, oh, and, and I, I just, I honestly feel like it was intentional just because of what her huh. plan like the whole grabbing me and just holding me against the cage. Like I, I know she wanted to make me uncomfortable, but I've worked in a hospital for more than 10 years. So I've smelled a lot of yes foul yes. things. So yeah. not it, you know, it wasn't pleasant, but it's not something that's going to be a factor in the fight. Right. Right. Um, but yeah. yeah, like so many people are just like, you're so rude. I can't believe you'd bring that up. You know, maybe, maybe she just sweats and I'm like, no, I know. I was like, Oh, maybe it's, it's like a cultural thing or something. Yeah, I can know plenty of, kind of you know, a couple of days without a shower or maybe eating something that came through or maybe she had her menses or something. People, that's what people were saying. And I was like, no, I know it wasn't her diet. I mean, she had to make weight and she was bigger than me. So yeah. I know she was eating clean. Um, I know plenty of Nordic people and none of them stink. They're yeah. actually all the Icelanders I know are extremely clean. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, when people are telling you like three or four days prior to the event that she smells bad, I, like you have to think that it had to have been intentional. <gasps> wow. Wow. So. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I mean, I don't want to speculate here, but that's just, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I can't even get my head around that. I can remember one time my gi, I, I wore it, you know, and I didn't even think I broke a sweat in my, in, in my training or whatever. And I came home and I just shoved it in my bag. I kind of forgot about it. Then I went back to the gym and put it on again. And I'm like rolling with somebody. I'm like, what the hell smells? And I'm like, oh my God. Right. And I'm thinking it's them, but it was my gi. I'm like, oh my God, I can't do this. And it was just from a little bit of sweat getting in the gi, you know, like, and it, and it wasn't like bad, but I mean, I can remember people being on the mat, like, horrible and the instructors telling them you can't do that because you need to wash your gi. Yeah, it's like yeah. that's how you get staff. That's how yeah, you staff or or ringworm Ring. or something like that. It's unpleasant, but it's also like, you know, you can make people sick like that. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So yeah, I don't know what that was all about, but uh, you know, you got to talk about these things cuz they they come up. <laughs> but when I read it, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> should I say anything? I'm like, I don't want to bring a lot of attention to it, but like, well, you know, now it's out, the cat's like, out of the bag. <laughs> you know? If I should say something and my husband's like, no, call her out. He's like, that's a dirty tactic. And it is, you know, people should know if that's what she was trying to do. Yeah. So. Yeah. That, 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 that isn't good. So I guess she's, she is interested in having a rematch, which um, I think I mentioned earlier in this interview, but um you know, I know you said you'd be willing to, you know, whatever, whatever Invicta um, throws at you, you're, you're willing to, to go after. So that's awesome. Um, one of the last questions I usually ask most fighters um, is, is to share a story that, where you felt inadequate or were told no, because you were a woman. And then, you know, how did you have to deal with it? Um, I think early on, you know, it's, it's still hard to find gyms with a lot of women. Um, but definitely early on when I first, first started training, um, you know, most of the time I, I was the only woman and not only am I the only woman, I'm like the smallest person by far. Um, you know, and guys don't really take you seriously or maybe they don't want to work with you because you're a woman. 
Um, but, you know, sometimes I'd have to just get a little fired up and, you know, start throwing heat just, you know, to get someone to take me seriously. Um, and even now sometimes like people are like, Oh, she's a silent girl, like whatever, I'll, I'll go easy on her. And then it's like, you kind of have to turn it up on them to let, let them know, like you deserve a little respect. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cool. I'm glad you did that. <laughs> you know, um, would you like to give a shout out to anybody or, you know, a little infomercial about what's coming next for, for you, Jen? Um, just a shout out to my teammates and my coaches. Um, I always say that, you know, I may get in there alone, but it's definitely a team effort, you know, that takes, that gets me there. And, um, you know, a couple of sponsors, Cruise Combat on it and Victor Beef have always had my back and, uh, you know, they were in my corner again. So I appreciate, you know, their support as well. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I hope to have you back at some point soon, maybe before your next fight, whenever that may be. I, I know you're looking for probably something before the end of the year again, right? Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. Hopefully not around uh, Thanksgiving, maybe before, because I'm getting so sick and tired of having to skip uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's the worst. So. Yeah, for sure, right? Prior to that. <laughs> that would be great. It would be great to see you before then, too. Yeah, that would be awesome. Good timing for that, I think. Yeah. So thanks again so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. And good luck to you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Hey, so how cool was that? Um, Invicta FC's new Adam Weight uh, champ, Jin Yu Fry. And uh, she sounds great. I mean, very well educated, smart lady, and uh, definitely deserving of the Invicta FC Adam Weight belt. I'm looking forward to seeing her fight again very soon. So hopefully, we'll see her before the holidays. If you like what you heard today and are eager to hear more, remember to subscribe, download on iTunes, or better yet, 10x your energy without destroying your body by signing up for my free three-part video series where you can also get included in getting updates on the latest episodes of Evolve WMMA. You can do this by going directly to EvolveWMMA.com or Simply follow us on facebook.com backslash I love WMMA. This is Shelly Devine. Until next time, thanks for listening.